0: You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Monster Deface and Life with Panda.
1: Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms.
0: What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your boys here, Monster D-Face and Life with Panda. And that is right. You hear our sweet, sweet voices as we return from, <laughs> I don't know, Panda. Well, is it about a three month hiatus?
1: Yeah, you know what? It was a little bit of a a break, so to speak, maybe an unannounced break. But you know what? We're back, and we're uh, better than ever here, monster.
0: Yeah, man. Let's just uh, let's just give the folks a little bit more of an informal opening here about what we've been up to man so Mm -hmm. the last episode we dropped we were here it was when aussie antics was dropped from the pod, or not for the podcast but dropped from the fncs competitive uh casting rotation and since then i guess some uh big changes have occurred you've jumped on the official (laughs) rotation huh
1: yeah it's kind of funny the last time we talked it was like you said. It was Aussie uh no longer going to be on the broadcast, and and it kind of raised that question of who was more or less going to fill that spot, who was going to uh, step up and join the broadcast. And, and fortunately for me, I was uh, I was called upon to to be on the broadcast. Now just finished up my second season, and and I couldn't be more happy. It, it's been an incredible journey uh over the last couple months part of the reason we haven't had the podcast right i've been uh, a little bit busier monster's been busy but uh now we get to tell you all the exciting stuff we've been able to do the last couple months
0: yeah definitely i mean and and by the way my gosh how much can change in three months panda went from (laughs) podcast doing his first couple events this year to now being on the official rotation for fncs just absolutely incredible um incredible feet across the board in such little time but uh even even beyond that looking beyond that myself my gosh what what haven't i done uh outside of truth. not doing podcasts and stuff you guys might have also noticed i haven't been streaming as much guys you haven't been making as much youtube content so i feel like the content for me is definitely taking a bit of a, a bit of the back burner but I have gone like full steam ahead with the practice server, producing content, making big business out of productions and putting people like Panda in positions to do more casting opportunity and stuff like that. So I also have just been incredibly busy. Don't think of it as, yo, monster, you just stopped doing a podcast and you haven't done anything for three months. Seriously? No, no, no. (laughs) Like I've been working around the clock. I think as much as Panda has just in many different ways. Um, And that's really what kind of took up the – or what sort of forced the break. It wasn't that, you know, we don't love doing the podcast. It was just, man, so many things just came compounding on top of one another, I think, for both of us. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're getting into a bit more of a stable rotation, right, of our workloads. And I'm hoping that we want to continue this to be more consistent again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it was – like I'm trying to remember. It was obviously like July, August time where we, we got the last podcast out. And then when you look at the way that it rotated, I we had, well, personally, I had like four shows before I even knew that I was doing FNCS in August. Then I did FNCS. Then then September, ended up picking up three shows plus the new season of Fortnite. And then October, there, there was a period of time where I had shows every day for almost two weeks. So crazy. it was just insanity but you know what i'm excited because a lot's gone on man like a lot of stuff's happened right and a lot of stuff's getting ready to happen too i think uh obviously we're getting ready to have probably one of the biggest changes from fortnite season to season um a lot of talk about potentially uh, a new map coming and stuff so Regardless if the leakers are, are right or not, I'm, right. I'm pumped. This is going to be a good uh, Grand Royale season, wrapping into whatever the new season's going to hold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, before we jump into the meat and potatoes of what is all going on in the FNCS and, and the Fortnite community in general, uh, thank you guys to our listeners on Apple uh dash radio spotify we genuinely appreciate you guys i went in and looked at the statistics i have not like when i tell you guys we have i have not been keeping up with the podcast health like i really have it and i feel bad but you know what we had over like twelve thousand downloads just in the last 30 days so i know you guys are gonna be looking forward to this one thank you so much for tuning in don't forget to leave those reviews all that good stuff but let's get into it um we're gonna kick it off little FNCS recap. It wouldn't be a Fortnite podcast episode. We didn't come back and just jump right into the thick of the FNCS because I want to start with NA East since I was able to kind of cast that region and be a part of it. But NA East lit up some major fireworks, man. TNA Muzz from OCE, the Oceania region guys who flew into America, teams up with Marrow and Booga, and then end up winning the entirety of, of the FNCS for the NA East region in a spectacular fashion by the way two back to back amazing days but more importantly they stood strong and maintained that number one position and it was a ridiculous FNCS
1: yeah that it was i mean when you think about it right what is it it's miro's a three time now muz is a three, three time. time but muz is a three time on two separate regions like has has been able to get FNCSs on two separate regions the first one to ever do it and on top of that now a three-time champ. And then Buga, surprisingly, never won an FNCS before. Right. So that's another huge accomplishment for this team. So it's, it's really crazy to think about. Because when you think about Buga and the teams that he's had throughout these FNCS seasons, he's always been in the top three, but he's just never won. It's kind of that, that scented, edgy, and commandment type feel where Booga always was like top three, top five. With his trio in, in finals, but just never was able to take that top spot. And fortunately for them, this season they walked away with it.
0: Hey man, Booga was chasing down that very elusive FNCS championship title. <laughs> it was, uh, it was tough for him to grab, but yeah, now he's officially the first person I think ever to have uh picked up a World Cup championship title and a FNCS title as well, so he's breaking boundaries for himself. Of course, there's only three folks that can ever do that, so yeah, granted. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a, it's a an accolade, and then of course, yeah. I mean, you touched on it, the international champion, uh, the first we've ever seen in the in the games community. Um, and mind you, players have attempted to switch regions before and do big things. It just hasn't quite happened the way we've seen it happen for Muzz, and Muzz is an exceptional player. If you guys think back to... Um, I forgot the name. Oh, the FNCS All-Stars. Yes, the FNCS All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Muzz was literally the carry, the torch for his team in the All-Stars event. Um, Now to pop off in the FNCS, it's almost like he's just gotten back-to-back with continuing the, the hype and, and the rapport he's built within the community. So for him to show up, make it all come to life, uh, just just big respects to him, man. And and it made it very, very exciting. Guys, they won by seven points. That is ridiculously close margin it was really down to the wire we had one of the most exciting clashes we have ever watched on broadcast in naes because muz and buga who are literally on the lifeline of the game you have jamper day and tragics on their heels and then mm-hmm. there's a point in that final game guys where they clash against one another first and second place and it was literally the the determining factor if whether or not them got to win and and there just so happened to be one other team that took a couple pop shots and it made Jamper and crew change their mind about pushing Booga in that moment. And it was just, you know, when you watch a movie and you're like super excited, you don't know what the outcome's going to be, but you're like praying for the superhero to win. It's like, it's that hero moment that we almost saw the villains like just come out on top and this whole thing could have been different.
1: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I remember watching that moment. It was like... I think it was Jamper. Day and Tragics were coming in from Storm, and and Buga and Company were kind of like already sat up on the edge, and, and they were in a pretty compromised spot. It mm-hmm. looked like another team was taking shots from a distance, and then they came in, or, or they tried to take shots at Day and Company, and they weren't having it. So they like tried to push in, or no, they were pushing down from the hill. That's exactly. what it was. And they were pushing down from the hill. And they're like, nah, this isn't going to happen. So they started, and sure enough, like you said, that other team just slipped up so and uh, ended either. up pushing. It's just crazy how things like that work out, especially in big events like finals.
0: Honestly, like, the cars just aligned for them. And right before that, I think Mira was just knocked, so they had to get a pickup. Like, it, it was ridiculous. They just came off a reboot round, a reboot pickup for to, to bring back one of their players. Um, I'm telling you guys, I can't describe it through the podcast in words. If you miss any East... Game number six, do yourself the favor, skip to like zone number two, uh, early zone three might have just been around there. Y- you're going to hear the excitement in mine and Reese's voice. That is, is, it's a moment that will live for me forever because very rarely do you see the story just collide like that. And, and you can quite tell the ramification of a battle, like how much it is worth. It was, it was very, very good. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Na West was also exciting, Fanda. You got to get front row seats to what unfolded there. Talk to me about it.
1: You know, it's funny. It's it's actually kind of similar in that regard. I think uh, day number one was a huge uh, a huge day for Reet, Snacky and Favs. They came in, they dominated day number one. They had a really really solid lead after day number one. And uh, Arkham Rex and Epic Whale, obviously the four time trio champs. They they had the worst game they had ever had as a trio. They had their first ever zero-point game. Oof. Now, mind you, this trio, to say that, is kind of crazy because this trio literally has only averaged out of the top 10 in placement twice. And those two times, they got 11th. So for them to like go on and then get a zero-point game is just absurd. It's just not heard of for this trio, right? And then day number two rolls in, and it's very similar to, to what was happening for game number six there in NA West, but it happened almost every game where these two teams with, with Arkham Rex and Epic Whale going up against Reet, Snacky, and Favs in the endgame final moments. And it was actually two, I think, of the victory royales that, that um, Arkham Rex and Epic Whale were able to pick up. It was Reet, Snacky, and Favs that was the final team, and they ended up picking them up as the final team. Oof. But because of such a dominant day number one, it re snacky and fabs they walked away with it that's
0: crazy and and listen this is the first time and how like how many seasons that arkham and company haven't like like finally were dethroned essentially
1: i think it was what it, it's four trio seasons and then they they had one
0: they're surely- duo
1: fncs and a solo fncs between the two of them
0: I was gonna say they're surely on some back-to-back kind of rampage here because, from what I remember, the whole thing about Arkham Epic will, uh, it was like they don't leave the the region because they are just winning all the tournaments all the time. So, like yeah. with, with them going back-to-back, constantly taking all the cash, essentially from the region, they don't have it. They didn't have a reason up until that point to actually want to travel or need to travel because it was just like free cash. Um, now with uh, with re I would say like Reet, wavy Jacob and all these other guys they were like the next up right so like that's the thing about West man the West is just so so incredibly top heavy um I am mega interested to see how the other talent is starting to develop there as they've kind of had the year to continue to develop their skill and stuff like that um but yeah as it stands I mean Markham and Crew they have not shown any. Uh, reason or, or express any interest in traveling outside of their their region just yet
1: yeah it was funny there were some rumors uh, coming around remember earlier boys, remember yeah well so that was the thing right so re if you don't know it for those at home re has now joined arkham and epic whale so rex has actually joined snacky and Fabs, which is a kind of a crazy swap there but um re has joined arkham epic whale and they're, they've been playing uh, events left and right, and they've been winning events left and right. Cash Cups in multiple regions, um, they community events, like, et cetera. So this team is shredding through the West Coast now. But there were some talks a few weeks back where it sounded like Reed Arkram and Epic Whale potentially were considering making the move to NA East for mm. Grand Royale. So... It's kind of wild to think about if they actually did that. But that would be the first time we actually see them try to compete on a different region. But this team, I will say this, it looks insane. I do not think anybody on the West Coast could touch this team even remotely after what I've been able to watch them accomplish. So it's going to be super fascinating to see how this plays out. Will it play out in their favor? Will there be another West team that could step up? Because like you said, West as a whole has been growing. Like they've been just getting better and better season after season. And this season was the perfect example because while Reed, Snacky, and Favs had a pretty decent lead after day one, there was pretty close race there between them, Arkham Rex and Epic Whale, and then Symmetrical Wavy, Jacob and Company in the final day. So it's one of those things that you could definitely see there's not just that one dominant team anymore. It's starting to To spread out, and more teams and more players are starting to step up on the West Coast.
0: Exactly, like as the as the playing field sort of opens up, so does the the competitive atmosphere, and then that'll really what be or becomes what determines like the new the new scene, right? So there's definitely Mm -hmm. some space there. Interested to see how it's going to play out. I know Reed has had a lot of interest in the East Coast, so if he can like. Plant that seed into Epic Will and Arkham. I think that would be super, super awesome. And then just don't forget, there is a successful team that has done it before, guys. Um, scented and Edgy being originators of, like, top-of-the-line West players. They moved from uh, West. They came to East, paired up with Commandment and you know, the rest is history there. Their, uh, their yeah. legacy is, is insane. They've accomplished so many cool things. Before breaking up, of course, for this most recent season. But still, nonetheless, we have seen instances of amazing West players, top-of-the-line players come to East and still be top-of-the-line players over here. So that's the kind of interesting thing about Fortnite is that you can travel. And honestly, if you're the best in your region, you are usually like an exceptional player. Player, you're just a cut above the rest. And as as things start to come online again, I mean that's going to definitely shape up and and create some excitement for us because it looks like we get our first, uh I guess, teaser, maybe a taste of land returning with Dreamhack announcing Dreamhack Winter in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about this and this whole land activation is that it's coming in a time where I think the Fortnite community has. Been somewhat deflated and defeated, right? Like I think the the yeah. enthusiasm behind the pro players, like everyone was talking about, like man, Epic Games dropping no kind of land stuff. Not until 2022, the middle of the year, yada yada yada. And then all of a sudden, we have something coming up in like two weeks.
1: Yeah, well, w- which is crazy, right? Because if you remember last week, they announced the Twitch Rivals Fortnite event that would be a land as well, but they announced it for February. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like the first hint of okay. We're potentially gonna have lands, but then DreamHack announces this, and this is like a month out, a month and a half out. Like this is pretty pretty soon. On on top of that, this event wasn't the only November person event that Dream Hack had planned. Mm -hmm.
0: November twenty fifth. So literally 15 days out. Like this is this is mega close.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's wild to think about. But when they announced DreamHack Winter, they also announced DreamHack Anaheim in February. So this gives me that that thought that you know what, if lands are going to be able to come back in Sweden, there's a chance that we're going to have that land in, at the Anaheim event as well.
0: Now, here's the thing about this land, guys. Don't confuse it with uh, this is a land tournament. Like, there's going to be a huge broadcast. the The land that has three thousand seats is going to be filled up, and there's going to be an arena. I don't really think it's going to be that, guys. But at at the very least, we get our first iteration of folks being able to gather together and play under the same kind of hub and umbrella. If you guys have ever been to your dream hack, it is typically or I think is notoriously a bring your own computer. So I'm going to read their statement from their website. So November 25th to the 28th, it's four days of LAN. It says what this is, large land, 3,000 plus seats, activity zones, main stage with live music activities, expo, IRL games, and much more to come. So that much more to come could be a more formal tournament, but it says it's time for the old school dream hack party. Listen to the words, right? Party. So it's like more of a get together type vibe. Bring your friends, gather at Elmia, and I can't pronounce this word, but I'm going to take a stab at it in my American way. Jungko Ping, Sweden, which is probably (laughs) pronounced so different, but... I'll take the L on that one. Four days (laughs) away. It's up to you to decide if you want to bring, uh, to join the Bring Your Own Computer tournament or just play games with your friends in addition to the LAN. You'll find a small expo and a bunch of activities to get a break from the PC. So um, there's definitely a Bring Your Own PC tournament or Bring Your Own Computer tournament aspect to it. But will we have broadcast support? We don't know. The last time we saw DreamHack Anaheim, they put no resources behind it. And we actually have TW and Shio literally just do a I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. A uh, 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 Basically, a behind the scenes interview and, and do their best to capture what they can to tell the stories <laughs> of what was unfolding there.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think it kind of has to start this way, right? It has to kind of slowly ramp up. It can't be like uh automatically the first land we get back is going to be World Cup, right? And I think I think even Fortnite knows that. I think they understand that they have to kind of slowly roll into this. And, and maybe this is the way that we slowly roll into this. And and honestly, like you said, we weren't expecting lands back until the middle of next year and in, in 2022. So to be able to see that this, this is happening beforehand, before they even tried to is a good sign that they are, they're just slowly preparing for what is to come. And, and I am, listen, I'm just sitting back here. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm, I'm praying for that world cup announcement and and hope that it does come back next year. If it doesn't, you know what? I respect it. I get it, but man, there is nothing that 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 imitates that same feeling of World Cup.
0: I mean, I agree and and we're definitely going to see some stuff where a little more info on the land returning at DreamHack is their prizing is going to be 25,000 Swedish krona which translates into about $2,900 USD. So, again, yep. it's a fairly low-cash tournament. If you look at the Twitter timeline, I think the community sentiment, I've already seen people complaining about the prizing. Go figure. Uh, but <laughs> other people parading the whole, like, hey, man, this is coming to life. It's coming to, like in person. This is what we should be looking at. More as of a W. You know, forget the prizing. Like. We have something that we can look forward to to play in person. Um, I am so so curious how many folks are going to go ahead and book a ticket and head out to Sweden for uh w- with little less than two weeks. I mean, granted, we have a whole bunch of like millionaire and billionaire Fortnite players, so maybe all the top dogs show up. We'll see. Um, yeah. but that's that's basically land with hack.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, it's exciting. It's a good first step as far as the prize pool goes. In my opinion, look the The whole prize pool conversation, I feel like, has gotten out of hand over, uh, like, across the board, right? Like, even I've seen, even recently, like, some community events get dogged on for insane and, and still insane prize pools. So, look, the prize pool conversation is is unfortunate because obviously we were kind of uh, blessed with a really high prize pools in the beginning of Fortnite competitive. But at the same time, no one is putting the money in that the Fortnite seed is to, to make this stuff happen. Like like even Monster, for example, with what he's doing with Practice Server, like I've seen some, some other people that are literally doing like $100 tournaments and I see pro players playing it. So you guys can't complain about prize pool. Take advantage of the practice, use it. And then when the main events come around, like the FNCS, like the World Cup, Take advantage of those prize pools because they they are massive in comparison. I was doing actually some math of what FNCS put into prize pools this year, and it's like twenty plus million dollars. So it's still a lot of money out there on the line for these players to grab.
0: Yeah, definitely the the opportunity for cash is definitely there. Um, and I guess the last thing to kind of touch on is if you're sixteen and over, you will have to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated to attend. You got to have to, or you're going to have to show proof. Don't know how many folks in our community are kind of on that. It seems like it's more of a trend nowadays to just get the vaccination politics and all the BS aside. Um if you're yeah. 16 and under, you're going to have to have a an up to date, I think day of rapid COVID test or a day before COVID test just just kind of looking at what's going on there. So, um super interesting. We'll watch it come to life. Uh again, this is cool. It's different though. The our entire landscape is different. So, I am very very curious to see what kind of impact this is going to make on our scene. Um I want to I wanna use this time to also just move on, though, and talk about impacts and, like, cultural impacts. We have a major, and I mean pretty major, collaboration going on right now. Epic Games and Riot Games choose to uh, collab with one another. And I say this is major because you can look at them as Arch Nemesis, right, rivals? Yeah. Maybe in this space of competitive and whatnot.
1: Well, so what's cool about this, right, is... A lot of this came about because they're promoting Arcane, which is a new uh, uh, show that Riot has put together with Jinx, uh, the League of Legends character, kind of as the main character, which is really cool in itself, right? So naturally, Riot partners with Epic Games. They put the the outfit, the Jinx outfit, into Fortnite, the Arcane, quote-unquote, outfit, and put some emotes and other stuff with it, like in a little bundle. But on top of that, what a lot of people kind of let go under the radar... Is that Valorant, League of Legends, and I believe TFT are now on the Epic Store, if I'm not mistaken. So, on top of all this other stuff happening, like it's not just like a surface promotional thing. Like, Valorant is on the Epic Game Store. So, that is huge to kind of think of from an overall perspective that uh, kind of more or less like a, a rival game company has has allowed Epic Games to, to put all of their major titles onto their store.
0: Yeah, it, it's a 1,000% uh, W for, I think, the Epic Games store in general, which has been growing tremendously um yep. and, and another w for epic games is battlefield 2042 baby early access is also on epic <laughs> games uh use code mdf if you're gonna pick it up that's my favorite <laughs> game of all time i am looking mega forwards to the early access in two days uh so yeah like epic games has grown so much man um yeah i want to say like Almost two years ago, when I was running the podcast with uh, my boy Too Loud TX, basically, we talked about the implications of like Epic stepping into the scene and how they're basically raveling the juggernaut that is Steam, right? And they're making these just ridiculous headlines essentially with the innovation and, and trying to take on this market that no one else has been able to do. And at first, people laughed at the store. Oh, what's all these indie games? Yada, yada. But now we have AAA titles. Now we have the biggest and baddest collaborations coming to life. And it's starting to bleed into that Epic Game Store. So who knows how that's going to continue to grow in popularity now that they have picked up League of Legends and all of Riot's essentially triple A titles to their game store.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I would have never expected it right in a million years because Riot is kind of like Blizzard in the sense that they don't just let like World of Warcraft, Call of Duty float around on other platforms. So Steam has finally been challenged, in my opinion. And I think a lot of that has to do, and we like obviously I'll, I'll do like a little TLDR for this. If you don't know, Steam charges developers 30%. Right. It, it's similar to like the, the whole Apple versus uh Epic um debate that had gone on for quite some time. And so Epic being the company that they are tried to rival Steam because they knew that 30% was just still too much, right? Or it was it's either that it was 30% or it was very close to 30%, like it yeah. was a large amount. And, and so Epic Games said, you know what? We'll do the same thing. We'll put a store out, let developers put their their uh, games on our store, and we'll take like 5 to 8%, right? So considerably less. So more goes in the money in the, of the developers, which rightfully so. Like that's where it should go for the most part. And then Epic Games still gets a nice cut of everything that kind of comes through their store. And, and, and so it's a win-win for both. But it kind of, it, again, feeds into the, the idea that Epic Games is here to to take care of the gaming community, that they're not just here to to try and take advantage of people like, like Apple tried to portray them as in that whole lawsuit.
0: Yeah. Listen, what I love about Epic, it's like, hey, you can play fair game with us and we're cool with that. Or you know what? We got billions, dog. We're just going to build it ourselves. So, like, what do you want yeah. to do? You know what I mean? Like, if they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to just, like, kind of follow the rules, do something a little more fair for us, fine. Bam. Launches our own store. Forget you, Steam. Like, what? Like, who do you know that can do things like that? Only these juggernauts that are now in this space. Um, Epic being yeah. one of the – I, I kind of look at them as, like, a justice warrior for the gaming space in, in a sense. But, for sure. You know, it's one of the reasons I think the community genuinely um, – loves what they do and they back them and they have this whole crazy fandom so a bunch of good people at the helm there, trying to do cool things um love that they put potential differences aside to come to some agreement with ryan and epic uh i made the joke with a friend of mine's like yo who do you think paid who to get on the story like and then I, i i think it's like riot paid okay um let us put our games in your store and you keep all the skin money that you get from this, the Arcane skin you're going to sell. Kind of like one of yeah. those two dealios. Um, but, you know, in some way, shape, or form, someone's got to be eating off this because, like, those skins sell like crazy <laughs> in Fortnite. And, you know, to have a title like like the, the Riot titles in your store, that's going to drive downloads. So, you know, yeah. that, that's a W for Epic. So I, I don't know if maybe... Or how it's all split up, or who paid who, or how the percentages break up, but I'm sure both sides are really happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, that's a win-win. Regardless of the way that you look at it, Ryan, and Epic Games working together, it's a win for the community, it's a win for both of the game developers, um, and continued collaborations between the two are are exciting, or the thought of, I should say, of the, the continued collaborations, because... Epic Games is creating. Well, there's a lot of talk about obviously the metaverse, but Epic Ra- Games is creating this metaverse, right, where they're bringing in all these different collaborations. Whether it's Master Chief making it to the island, or even if I'm not mistaken, Naruto comes in six days.
0: Ooh, to I saw that.
1: I, I saw somebody say, I think it was Hypex, say that uh, Naruto's the next one to hit the island, and it's like the thought of of that childhood anime that i know i grew up with and i'm sure you did too monster and now we get to see that come to life in one of our favorite games i mean it's just it's wild to think about
0: but i don't usually geek over skins but like i tweeted about this and i'm like give me sage mode <laughs> like yeah i love anime huge anime nerd and fan um i go as far as watching theory craft videos on youtube so you know i'm pretty deep uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah love love the anime um Super excited for what's to come with that collaboration. Definitely going to pick up the skin. I haven't really picked up the skin in a hot minute. I'm not going to lie. So this will be one that makes it into all those V-Bucks that I have essentially from my, uh, was it the monthly crew pass? So yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of V-Bucks I've just been kind of stacking on, haven't really spent them. Going to be using them on that, no doubt about it
1: yeah i mean i agree whatever they could put out literally a whole entire store of like six pages of naruto stuff and i'm buying it like it's just gonna happen but again you know it's kind of crazy is like naruto is is owned by like a, a anime company that has a bunch of titles so i have a feeling if they made a deal for naruto this isn't the last anime we're gonna see hit fortnite
0: okay time to do my homework who's 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 the guy that has the keys and then how many animes does he have which ones are the good ones Uh, well well, i
1: heard just just through the grapevine they were putting out surveys for which characters they wanted to pull from anime and and it was my hero academia characters um there was i forgot what the other animes were but it was Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. Like there is, there is some crazy stuff that they were talking about pulling from. So that's it'll be crazy. exciting to see what happens next. But I gotta start with Naruto. I can't. <laughs> like that's, that's definitely the way.
0: Listen, I'll take either one, but I'm already super stoked for Naruto. So don't do me wrong, Epic. All right, drop the, drop the damn skin. Stop playing. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what characters they release. What kind of, um, you know, cool versions, varieties that we get because they always do something really, really awesome with it. Uh, and, and that'll be that that's coming out soon. That's like, that's before the season ends. That's like still all involved in this whole kind of season wrap up. So who's going to even know what's going to come with the next season? I guess we'll save that for the next episode. We'll do some digging on like what the leakers are planning because there's definitely some cool hints at what's to come. Um, yeah. I ha- I don't have it necessarily the information in front of me to carry the, the conversation just yet. So we'll save that for the next episode, but we'll definitely start theory crafting into the next season. And we'll know, I guess if Naruto is dropped by then as well, because they always do cool stuff for the winter. Um, Let's move on to pretty much our last topic of the day though, man. Grand Royale is around the corner. Uh, we kind of talked about how much can change in the last couple months. I feel like FNC has quite literally just ended in we're already rolling into our next major competition, which is almost like a seasonal, I feel like a season finale in a sense, right? The Grand Royale. They kind of painted this picture like it. Um, I'm not crazy about the format they decided to go with this time around. And we could talk about that a little bit, but how about you break down sort of like, what is this Grand Royale?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's similar to the All-Star event in the sense that it's kind of like a, a semi-annual event that they they decide to put on here. And uh, Grand Royale is going to kind of wrap up the entire season to culminate all the competitive nature of of what we've had over the course of this last year into this one event. Everybody that's made it to a round four or better in any of the events that took place this year, um, FNCS wise, now makes their way over to the Grand Royale. And they do not have to compete with the trio that they that they played with at that time. So that's the cool part is that they could basically take two players that didn't qualify for a round four or better and bring them into the scene and play out this weekend's games and go for their chance to qualify for the finals of Grand Royale. But the one thing that I do want to talk about, it looks like they, because they just announced it today, Blast is back on board. And if you remember, the last event that they did was All-Star.
0: Right.
1: And and I got to say, the way that the All-Star event went, I'm excited because that only means... Great, great things for what's coming for Grand Royale.
0: Yeah, and and the money for the regions, guys. 2.2... Well, basically, 2.25 million on EU. So, 2,250,000 in cash for EU. uh, 1,055,000 for NA East. Almost 700,000 for the Brazilian region, which, by the way, has doubled up. Before, it was on par with NA West. Now, they have gotten more prizing because the bigger player base... So it's only a matter of time i think for 2022 brazilian region cash payouts might just rival if not be equal to na east at minimal because they have as many if not more players now um na west is at 400k asia 250 middle east 200 000, and then oce being the smallest region at 150000 dollars but uh, big 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 cash here that's available uh the last two honestly the last fncs and this one have just been exceptional amounts of, of prizing opportunity and you talked about it but i want to reiterate this a trio or a player essentially qualifies if they made a semi-finals this year like that's not bad so there's a lot of players and they do not have to choose another player that made a semifinal final in above so they can choose literally joe Schmo from cash cup that's been grinding um and and pick that up as their team if that just so happens to be their teammate and sign up Now, once they're in the FNCS Grand Royale and they commit with that team, they can't change, but it is still very cool that we have a small potential, see new faces, see new names, kind of do the whole uh, competition uh, path, right, to to the FNCS Grand Royale Finals. And this is where I want to talk about this path a little bit, because Epic has taken something amazing, which was the reboot Mm. round idea, and they have added so much dilution to the reboot round, that it's quite literally the qualifying format for this Grand Royale. Now, I have the Epic Games website, Grand Royale uh, poster in front of me, so I'm going to walk through this, and I'm going to yeah. try my best to verbally bring you guys along, okay? So, so bear with me. It's going to sound like a lot, but the load session, this is essentially where the teams come in, they go head-to-head, right? The top 33 teams from each load session get to move on to something called a victory path. Now, inside the victory path, you have eight games to win. If you win a singular game, you qualify to Grand Royale Finals. If you fail, the remaining teams go down. Essentially, the top of the remaining teams go down, and they get to play again for eight more games. And this happens roughly three times as far as three sessions of reload paths, and then four victory paths. So, 8, 16, 24, 32. 32 teams move on through victories, and then a singular team being the most consistent moves on by just being the actual most consistent that didn't win a game. So, Reboot Round is, like, literally the name of the game for this Grand Royale Finals.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think... um... When when we went into the semifinals of of this season's FNCS, there was a lot of like community sentiment that was like, "Yo, I, I'm not I'm not pumped about the reboot round day, right?" And then we got there, and we and we were a part of it, and it was so exciting to watch, right? But at the same time, there were there were still people complaining, and and they were upset that it was that format because it allowed teams that they thought didn't deserve it to make their way through but it's funny because behind the scenes we pulled a stat and they were taught like players were talking about how oh there's so many new teams making it to to the finals right but in most regions there were less new teams in the finals this season than there were in seasons past so it's something to think about but just uh it's gonna be interesting regardless i think um Obviously, again, that reboot round style, the, the Victory Royale takes all, is, is exciting in the moment, but sometimes it can be tougher for teams that are better at consistency, right? They're just going to, in my opinion, you got to change the game plan. You can't just focus on trying to make a top five with a ton of eliminations. No, you, you really just have to focus on on making it into that final moment because if you don't, another team will.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I know, like you just mentioned, like statistics have shown, yeah, more teams that have made previous finals made it to this last FNCS finals, although there was more reboot rounds, but this is going to be the first time where quite literally only winning matters to push teams into that grand Royale finals. Now the other side of that, and this is the only counter argument that you can make to that statistic with the more FNCSs that happen, the more new teams that become finalists. So the, the higher likelihood that that statistic is not as impactful as it might have been at the start of the year. So you know, there there's always gonna be some kind of number skewing that you can make here or an argument that can be swayed to both sides. Um, I yeah. personally am not like I'll say it, I'm not a crazy fan of the heavy reboot style. Um, I think what we did for FNCS is about as far as I'd ever take it, which was what was it, four teams, I think, four or six teams, something like that. So we had we had a fair amount of um, or no, it might have been like 12 teams. Was it 12 games? Yeah, it was 12 games we casted yeah. where the win moved on. So, like, near half of the lobby, right? So, like, let's say, like, let's just round it up to, like, 40%. Let's say 40% of the teams qualifying through Reboot would be my top end. I'd ever want to see that happen. Um, But this is, like, 99%, so.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's definitely unique. And, and obviously, it's going to be tough for us to predict how it's going to turn out until it happens, right? But I think it's exciting and and also kind of, me to be a little nervous um because it could affect the caliber of players that we see going on into the finals it it could it could be the time that we don't see scented make his way to a final right or like obviously i have faith in them but still it's it's one of those things that it can definitely cause some shakeups that are unexpected but at the same time it could cause additional excitement in the way that they're they're preparing it so Regardless, uh, I'm excited. Grand Royale as a whole is gonna be incredible. And that hype hour that they announced the day before we start Ooh. or the uh broadcast starts, um, is pretty exciting. So
0: I can't wait to watch that. And I'll be there. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> forward to cool. it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sick, man. Um they haven't told us what's gonna happen, but I know I'm on call, so uh nice. yeah, you'll see your boy react, I guess, to whatever craziness Let's gets go. unveiled. Um i i I hope they just say world cup 2022 november bam like whatever dude just just slam it on us let me know i'm down i'll I'll throw my hat off or something i'll do something crazy for you guys uh (laughs) i'm looking forward to it don't know what the announcement's gonna be but yep Tune into FNCS Grand Royale, guys. It's right around the corner. A fresh and major announcement's coming in out the gate. You don't have to wait until it ends. They're actually doing it backwards. They're announcing with whatever's going to come out. And then we're getting into the tournament celebration. So um yeah, it's going to be cool. But that's that's pretty much all from us, Panda. My gosh, we have gotten through an episode today. I'm pretty, pretty happy <laughs> about that.
1: Yeah, listen. I'm happy too, man. Listen, community. You can stop. You can stop hounding us. We're here. We're <laughs> back. We we know. I know. I've gotten messages. I know monsters gotten messages. Oh, yeah. But we're back, baby. And listen, uh, this isn't gonna be the last one for the year. So
0: I was gonna say I feel a little bit more bad for Panda guys because he streams a lot more proactively than I do. So he's there to <laughs> see the request all the time. Um, but you guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. Appreciate you all being persistent and consistent with your request for more episodes, it is definitely one of the driving factors behind both of us wanting to do this for you all. So, yeah, yeah thank you guys, man. Uh, Panda, let the folks at home know where they can find you, man.
1: You can find me on Twitter, LifeWPanda, or on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash LifeWithPanda. i taken a little bit of a break to streaming because of everything going on, but guess what? The streams are coming back after Grand Royale. I'm pumped. The new season's right around the corner. It's going to be good.
0: As always, guys, love and appreciate you all. Don't forget to leave a review on us down at the bottom. If you have any complaints, send them over to me at the at gmail.com. And you can find your boy MDF at MonsterDFace on all social media hand duels. I'll see you guys soon. And thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.